on this episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we prove the old adage, it's not what you know, but who you know. Head back to the 12th century, and we discuss what images the tuba conjures up. Let's send it. 10987654 G'day, g'day. Welcome to the fourth episode of every Aussie number one song ever. I'm Teddy, your host with a toast. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'm excited to say we've got a new sponsor, fellas. Toast. Toast. Hmm. Whether it's setting your day up right with a hearty breakfast, a classic toasty for lunch, or a cheeky late night snack, cooked bread is your versatile go-to hole filler. Head to toast.gov.au for more info. That does not exist. <laughs> We'll yeah, anyway. <laughs> link in bio. Great to have him on board. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, as you can hear once again, we've got Jimmy Keefe and Matty Doc with us, a couple of aspiring flogs. How are you, fellas? Wowee. Zing, he's just come yeah. out all guns blazing. I was not prepared for that. Might be yeah. a bit delirious <laughs> at the moment. That's, that should make for good listening. I say life. Hey, you been all right, gents? Yep, very well, Teddy. Very busy. Um, just loving the isolation life. Yep. It's good times. Plenty of time to listen to the next number one, eh? Oh, I've been pelting it. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although in hindsight, I should have been after giving it a listen. So. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's uh, get into it. So last episode was Johnny Young and Company. We have a step back and Carlene. I just want to mention one thing I forgot to say last week. That was the second biggest selling Aussie single of the whole 1960s. So it's actually pretty big. Yeah. Even though it was only number one for one week. And also I forgot to say that uh, about the Super Heist cover many years later. Step, step wow. back. <laughs> you got yeah. any stories about going to see them in concert or anything, you fellas? Mm. Supporting them or playing instead of them or anything? What did happen there? I can't remember <laughs> what happened there. Pretty sure you blokes in your band, uh, Keith, oh. were, um, I don't, you were playing that night, but they pulled out Crook, I think. The dogs. Nexus at Horsham. Was Nexus at Horsham. That was also the night where there was a blue on the bus, I believe. To get a bit hectic there. <laughs> the good times, though. <laughs> oh, loose. Imagine how wide it would have got if they showed up. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're heading to November the 9th, 1966, for this number one. Up from number eight with a bullet. It's your friends and mine, Peter and Gordon, with Lady Godiva. Now, I stress it is Peter and Gordon, not Peter Gordon. The uh, president of AFL Club, Western Bulldogs. <laughs> he doesn't mean cover. Uh, I don't think he's a time traveller this time. Was, right. 
uh, yeah, well, give us some initial thoughts on this track, uh, Doc. You want to start? Yeah, I think I'm drawn to the lyrics instantly because they are some very interesting listening and reading. Um, yeah, I'd, bit mm. of a uh, bit of nudity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for any uh, instant thoughts when you first heard it. I had two thoughts. The first was I just I was just listening to the music and I just couldn't help but like picture this fat dude walking and this somebody follow him along with one of those big um, <laughs> trombone sort of thing. <laughs> tuba. <laughs> tuba. <laughs> and then like, they just sort of sneak their head around like, what are you doing following me, mate? You definitely um, have some good things that you think of when you listen to music. Last week it was about the Divi van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. week a fat bloke walk along with a picture. Uh, I should probably bet time I got stuck in the film clips. Yeah, um, no, oh, yes. And then Indeed. I listened to this before and it is quite erotic. Mm. It is. Well, we might start with the lyrical content then. Uh, I'll read a bit about Lady Godiva. She, uh, she was a real person back in the day. Actually, I'll first mention that this was a bit of a shift in style for Pete and Gordo too. They're usually in the uh, dreamy love and heartbreak scene with uh, song titles such as A World Without Love, I Don't Want to See You Again, and Baby, I'm Yours. Hang on, did you just say love songs and then you said the second song was called I Don't Want to See You Again? <laughs> <laughs> love and heartbreak. <laughs> well, love and heartbreak. I missed the second bit, but yeah, I was like, that's not. Yes, a bit harsh. Yeah. This next this next one goes out to me wife. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to see you again. <laughs> so it went from there to yeah, Lady Godiva, which uh, reimagines an eleventh century noblewoman's plight. Uh, so Lady Godiva, yeah, she was a she's an historical figure from the eleventh century. She was the she was the wife of Leo Frick and Earl in in Coventry. Pretty high up, the old Earl. And her legend goes like this. She was sick of Leo Frick overtaxing the people of Coventry, standing up for the rights of the regular folk she was. Repeatedly pleaded with him to ease up, give him a fair go. Ease up, is that a <laughs> Is that a quote? <laughs> yeah, I'm paraphrasing a little. Uh, eventually... Uh, she wore him down and Leo Frick gave her this option. He said, I'll lower the taxes. Oh, I should do this in a voice, perhaps. Please do. I'll lower the taxes if you strip naked and ride your horse through town. There you go. That's an interesting ultimatum, isn't it? Like it's... Uh, I'm sure he, he probably him and his mates are like, hey, she won't do this or whatever. <laughs> They're having a good chuckle. But... She was undeterred, Lady G. She issued a proclamation for the whole town to uh, stay inside and shut their doors and windows on a certain day and time. Went ahead and did it. She was covered only by her long hair. Now, to add to this, quite amusingly, this story gave rise to the term Peeping Tom. Ah. So, apparently there was one bloke Tom. named Tom. <laughs> Who couldn't quite help himself. And uh I'm sure he wasn't the only bloke. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that got caught. <laughs> and yeah, I guess how how would he get caught? Like 
how like if no everyone else was indoors, he'd be yeah. right. So there yeah. had to be one other person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, just, oh. you're peeping. I am not. You're <laughs> peeping. Someone creeping on the creepers. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, apparently he was struck blind from it. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> so goes. So goes the myth. Yeah, harsh punishment. But yeah, the original creep, perhaps. Mm. You'd be able to trace your lineage back there, maybe, Doc. <laughs> Are you talking about the the, the creep bit or? <laughs> uh, oh, Uncle Tom. <laughs> Could have gone either one of you too. Sorry, Doc. No, no, that's uh, fair. I um, <laughs> I, I have been doing a bit of creeping of late, so that's fair. <laughs> So, yeah, Pete and Gordo have come in and uh, with this, they didn't actually write it. It was uh, brought to them by their by a producer, John Burgess. Oh, producer. mate, John. <laughs> Burgess catchphrase. <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune man. I, I couldn't see the link there again, but I think maybe, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing how talented some people are. I mean, <laughs> could cover so many different areas. Maybe, um, John. Good on him. Would that be time travel again or? Yeah, definitely. It mm. seems to be going on a bit. Uh, but, yeah, the lyrics reimagine uh, Lady Diver's story. So basically, a Hollywood director comes to town and catches her riding on the horse, nude, offers her a chance to be a star. She says yes. But uh, Plot Twist, he's a director of pornographic films. Oh, settle down. So, yeah, the uh, Lady Godiva in their song, not a nice ending really for her, but uh, what lyrics uh, do you notice there, fellas? The one that stuck out for me, oh, it's just, what the hell? I've just lost my page. Sorry, hang on, hang on, leave with me. <laughs> no, nah, here we go. Um, there was the, the this this was one of the, the lines in there. I think that was the best one that stuck out for me. All the cats who dig striptease. It's like, yep, that is smooth. <laughs> all the cats that dig striptease. Yeah, Are you one of that? Yeah, oh, yeah. You, I was just going to ask if Keith was one of them cats or. <laughs> well, to be I'm just trying to find that line. I've got a different set of lyrics. <laughs> oh, <no>. Good job. <laughs> you like set this up. I got, oh, no. Here we go, PG version. That's yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, all, no, I see it. All, all the cats who dig the strip. Am I a cat who digs the striptease? No, Matt. That's, uh, I'll leave that to you, boys. <laughs> I'll give you a bit more lyrics, like the uh, fuller uh, verse. Her long blonde hair hanging around down her knees. All the cats who dig striptease praying for a little breeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's it. problematic or clever or <laughs> it still holds up today probably. Yeah, part of me thinks uh, we should get rid of Peeping Tong, but it should be a bloody uh, Peeping Peter or a Peeping Gordon. Yeah. Ah, yeah, the boys. Creeping it. Mm. In fact, she's only 17. Doesn't uh, doesn't bode well either. Oh, really? That is... It's the first line in the song. So what happened to the Earl? I don't get it. <laughs> Where's... Oh, and bigger question, do Earls still exist? Oh, jeez. I didn't research that. What do you do for just did me buddy cert for in Erling? <laughs> <laughs> not sure if that's subsidized or not. <laughs> yeah. 
online. Swinburne do it online these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think the Earl gets a mention in the in the song. Yeah. It's just a, a director replaces the peeping tail, maybe. And the ta- yeah. did he, I don't know how the father's story goes, but did he drop the taxes? Did he hold up his end of the bargain? Supposedly, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I bet you he was one of them sneaky ones. He's like, yep, I got rid of the taxes. Then he just put on like levies and all this. He's a dog. <laughs> Smart. It's yeah. not a tax. <laughs> I'll get him out again and I'll drop that one. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> so, yeah, at the, uh, oh, the end of the song, yeah, she's uh, cut off her hair, can't afford her clothes. Quite a tragic story, really. Yeah, they sum it up pretty quick too. Yeah, I do. Paragraph, whatever at the end there. So, yeah, there's a line, he directs Certificate X. Mm. That apparently refers to pornographic films. Hey, there you go. The only thing I did just look up when you said about the Earl there, Keith, I did just happen to Google it. The second thing that comes up, the first one is, is an Earl royalty. The second <laughs> the second one that people also ask is, how do you become an Earl? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And? The only way, the only way to become Hang an on. earl. Let me get me pen. Yeah, pen and paper. <laughs> the only way to become an earl was to inherit the title or to marry into one, and the king mm. reserved the right to prevent the transfer of the title. Jeez, you'd be stiff then, wouldn't you? You're married in and you're going to become an earl. Then he's like, "Hang on, mate, settle down." Bad luck. <laughs> Everyone who wants uh. to become an earl, step forward. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> not so fast, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. So we are they still around today? Did you? See Not that? that I can see. Um, hmm. Nah. No. Oh, Hang on. Do earls still exist in England? At present, there are 191 earls. Wow. 191. Is that just yeah. blokes named earl or actual? Not including the Earl of Wessex. And yeah. No. I think. I think it may just be Earl Boykins. Might be one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not many earls about. No. He would be the only one I know. Former star yeah. of. Who did he play for? The Atlanta Hawks? Was he it? was a Bobcats too at one stage. Yeah, I think Bobcats, he might have been yeah. known as a journeyman, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Uh, career goal there. All I remember is when you played on, with him on um, on the Xbox games, he was a midget. He was so small <laughs> compared to everybody else. Yeah, still probably taller than us. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, seven foot or something. <laughs> All right. Back to the song. Musically. You made a bit of a mention, Keith, earlier. Bit of a tuba coming in there, you reckon, at the start? Yeah, a bit of a tuba. I'd, it wasn't a hell of a lot going on with the the song. It was pretty uh, same all the way through, but um, the tune was... It's got, tuba a bit was of a, got a bit yeah. of a pomp to it. The pomp's pomp. along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it does its, pomp, does its thing. <laughs> is it banjo too, or is that little... Something going on in the... dun dun is this, is this a cover? <laughs> it was definitely compared to the last two. It was definitely that bit more bassy or like um yeah, like you say, boom boom boom, like um deeper. I guess it had a bit. I don't know why they had the bit of the brown noise sort of sound to it at the start <laughs> bit. Just that real. Yeah. Um, hey. The short song again. Yeah, it was a bit longer than last week though. It had that cover, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I'm just. Uh... Yeah, only two two twenty six, so a bit longer. But uh pretty short still. No messing about. 
And yeah, it doesn't really change up much throughout. Mm, what about the singing? Pleasant? Just does its thing. It's a pretty, uh, there's not a lot going on to the song. It's just a, a story, really, mm. isn't it? Rather than a, a song. Um, like there's no real chorus, even like Lady yeah, Diver. There's, yeah, no real yeah. chorus or bridge, or just maybe the melody of the lyrics change a bit. And the, but the sound of the music sort of is consistent throughout the whole song. Um, mm. So it's a lot more exciting for me because I do have a fat man being followed in the streets with. <laughs> uh, how did the song end for him? Is there... uh, he was, he's actually the Hollywood uh, <laughs> director. certified director, yeah. Yeah. Mr. X. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. I don't generally think of it till you said it then, but yeah, it's really only a story and like the main bit of the song's almost the old plot twist, isn't it? At the end, like you're like, oh yeah, what's mm. happening here? And then, yeah, she broke. <laughs> got no money. Yeah, she got bloody trick. Yeah, all right. Do you want to? Might just give it a verdict now, eh? Before we get into the, a bit more on Peter and Gordon. Uh, Keith, uh, I'll give it a four. Oh, oh, calm down. Gee, <laughs> here's the reaction. Uh, four out of five. What was it? Out of five, no, I'll go, I'll go four out of ten. Well, the yeah. song itself hasn't got a lot. Like, it, yeah, there's there's not a lot of uh, efforts being put into it. It's a bit of a story in that, but... Not yeah. a lot of effort put into it. Oh, yeah. well, they've cut, they've cut right. and paste a story from the past and... <laughs> what, about, not listening. Yeah. what about the fat bloke they've got walking behind them? In the, well, that takes a bit of effort. Yeah, they're decades early ahead of themselves with that, but... <laughs> Four out of ten, yeah, that's all right. You can uh, respect your choice there, Keith. Oh, I do, anyway. Don't <laughs> What do you reckon? I won't comment on that last one. Um, yeah, yeah, run of the mills. <laughs> run of the mills, similar to last week. Probably, yeah, just around that middle of the road, four or five. I'll, I'll go a five because I'm not oh. a <laughs> And you just threw me under the bus. <laughs> I was thinking about giving it a two or a one just to see what your reaction was. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Fish yeah. on. Got me. Good yeah, stuff. give it four. It would have been a four without the plot twist, but yeah, the plot twist just really um, yeah, brings it home. Yeah, up up there with the sixth sense, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> yes. Did not see that coming. Uh, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yep. I think I'll split the difference. I'll give it a four and a half. Oh, uh, <laughs> on the fence. One job. Uh, Crowd is displeased. When I first heard it, I thought, oh, this is like a two. And then it grew on me. I got up to about a six, I reckon. And then I got sick of it. <laughs> After about <laughs> five or six listens. <laughs> so I'm back down to four and a half. Extensive reef. It's so a yeah, full time job, this, isn't it? And so just yeah. thinking, you totally. gave it a, what did, what did you say? You gave it a two to start, and then you went to an eight, and then you went back to a six, or what was the order? Because I'm just thinking, like, Keith, how many times have you listened to it? Oh. <laughs> Do you want me to round up or down? <laughs> Do they get to the same number? Yes. <laughs> uh, very good. All right, we'll talk. Uh, oh, yeah? In fairness, I was going to say, I've, li- I've listened to it twice. So, <laughs> My goodness, we've got to get some better guests. Um, 
I'll, I'll let him know once we're finished up. <laughs> All right, on to Pete and Gordo. See a bit about uh, their history. They met in school and first performed in guess where? Coffee shops. Yes. Coffee houses. Yes. Really? Yep. I, was, I thought you were going to say. I actually thought you were going to say Coventry then. Are <laughs> <laughs> British? I don't know uh, where they grow up. No, London, I think. Uh, typical. London and, oh, no, Buddy Gordo was, he was born in Scotland. Yeah, he would be. But uh, anyway, <laughs> back into it, the coffee houses. I don't know how long I did that for, but uh, eventually they became Peter and Gordon. I didn't find out their inspiration for the band name, but. Their inspiration, yeah, their parents. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their big break came, you know, as it does, when Pete's sister started dating Paul McCartney. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is 1963. And, yeah, they uh, got first hand on a few <laughs> unrecorded Beatles songs. So, uh, that's... That's the second one, isn't it? Was it the Twilights a couple of weeks ago? They just bootlegged a few Beatles songs. Good way to get to the top of the charts. I think one of them didn't. Yeah, didn't they they bootleg it. They or they um, oh, and then they just come over and started playing their music. Like yeah, they were playing their uh, Sergeant Pepper's album Life. Yeah, <laughs> these were written by uh, Paul, and he just give them the unwanted ones, basically. But okay. their first, their first hit was their biggest, and that was a Paul. All written song, A World Without Love. Uh, yeah, it went gold in number one in UK and everything. Oh, and, and the US. They were, so wow. Pete and Gordo were the second artist after the Beatles, British-wise, to uh, hit number one there. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and he gave them quite a few few hits throughout their career. Uh and yeah, obviously a part of the British invasion again. So Lady Godiva was actually a last major hit. Can I guess what happened next? And I know why it's the last major hit. Please. Did uh, McCartney go his separate way with the bloke's sister? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good guess. Yeah. I did last only. Uh, it's pretty similar time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, he didn't write Lady Godiva though, and they did try their hand at a few of their own songs. Uh, didn't quite work out. There's one song actually Paul gave him and he, he wrote it under a, a pseudonym, Bernard Webb or something. He wanted to see if he could get that to number one without being associated with it. Hey. Any luck? No, he got, I think it was 16 or something in America. Oh, mm. That's pretty good. Pretty good. That's a brand new artist no one's heard of. <laughs> Peter Gordon and Bernard. <laughs> yeah, they disbanded Pete and Gordo in 1968. Gordo tried his hand at a solo career. Yes. Didn't go so well. Okay. <laughs> his highlight, or he released one album and the title might have been his best work. It was titled And Gordon. <laughs> 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 It was it, so, yeah. That was dot, 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 and Gordon. Uh, well done. Yeah. Mm. But uh, that was the only one he released. Did you ever listen? 
No, I didn't actually. I didn't get that into it. Uh, yeah, so Gordo, yeah, he also he got married three times, worked as a photocopier salesman, and started a publishing company. So he's pretty stock standard after uh, after the highs of Pete and Gordo. My goodness, have you has seen a photo of him? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Wowie! Not impressed. We've got it's like Harry Potter and Ron, Harry Potter and Ron Weasley had a baby, <laughs> and Severus Snape's love child or something. That is amazing. I was going to share a photo. Oh, not that one. I was meant to show you oh! that before. That's, uh, that's in commentary, that one. That's... Oh, that's the peeping Tom, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there he is. They've got a big town clock. <laughs> so, yeah, they play up to it. Bit of a tourism thing. Oh, is that so? Oh, yeah, right, eh? Oh, that's, you know, oh, that's Austin Powers. Austin Powers, definitely. <laughs> and his peeping Tom brother in the background there. <laughs> that is, yeah. Peter has said uh, he reckons Mike Myers based Austin Powers on him. Really? Hmm. Which one's who's who? Yeah, I think Pete's the Austin lookalike. Right, okay. Yeah, the bl- bloke at the back creeping is a Gordon. <laughs> uh, yep. So, yeah, Gordo, that's Gordo. Pete, meanwhile, he stayed in the music biz. He became the head of A&R at the Beatles' Apple Records label. You know what A&R stands for? You want to have a stab? What is it? A and uh, R. A and R. Yeah, I did look at this the other day, actually. Audio and recording or something like that. Not a bad stab. But... Re- recording, I guess, will be the second one. But... No, the, the R's quite hard to get. Uh, you know uh... <laughs> Artists and repertoire. Yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> was not going to guess that. But yeah, he was. He became the head there. Uh, and then he, like a few others, we've had a few other episodes, he went on to produce quite a few albums for uh, some big stars. Uh, so James Taylor and Linda Ronstadt, maybe not so big names here, but big American folk artists. James Taylor's on The Simpsons. You guys would probably recognise him from that. Jimmy, yep. <laughs> <laughs> is that how he got famous, is it? Getting on the Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he was doing well before that. And then he, uh, Pete also produced for the following Neil Diamond, Sure, Diana Ross, Kenny Loggins, Boyzone, Olivia Newton John, and Tina Arena. Wow, good on him. So, but uh, Boyzone, what would they be? <laughs> 90s? Like he would have been getting a. Fairly yeah. long in the tooth by the time he's doing that. The end of the nineties, yeah. Yeah, he's Pete's still kicking. He's into his seventies, but he's going all right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I thought he'd be older than that. When's this nineteen sixty six? Jeez, yeah, that's uh he'd have to be over seventy, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's in his seventies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, second episode in a row, we've mentioned Tina Arena. <laughs> by the way. Fun fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeping stats. <laughs> Tina Tina Rita mentions too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the in the two thousands, he co-founded uh, Strategic Artist Management, a hugely successful entertainment management company, not just for music artists, 
he apparently counts Pamela Anderson as a client. Hey, Pete. Pete, he also, also co-manages Macy Gray. Ah, oh, Mace. What was her song again? I try to say goodbye oh, yeah. that joke. Great song. <laughs> I was actually hoping the three of us join in there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Lefty Mangan. Yeah. yeah. A couple more things, random things. Pete's mum taught at a music drama, music and drama school. One of her students there, George Martin. Arr, Producer. <laughs> 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 the time traveller extraordinaire from uh, episode one. And Peter's daughter, Victoria, played in the band Cobra Starship. I don't know if that rings a bell. They had a couple of hits just this last decade. Uh, did you say really? that with inverted commas or was that genuine hit? Well, no, they did all right. They got a couple of uh, top tens in Australia. Oh, really? Mm. Cobra, never heard of them. Cobra Starship. Yeah, I'd play it, but I didn't recognise it. You guys might, but <laughs> um, anyway, she played what instrument? The the guitar. Oh yes. <laughs> so respect there. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to buy a guitar from. But <laughs> I wouldn't have seen one in a music shop ever. Oh, hang on, eBay. Yeah, no. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we? Uh, we found out uh, to buy a submarine the first episode. We should be able to yeah, find a to How would you, you go with the offer on the submarine anyway, Doc? Uh, <laughs> prefer, not to, prefer not to discuss it. <laughs> Bloody tried to do a bit of bartering with him, but would not have a bar of it. So yeah. anyway, it's on hold. A keytar might be more uh, more of a chance. I'll, I'll buy a keytar if you can buy a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, deal. Yeah, love it. Gee whiz, they are more expensive than I thought they would be, Akita. What do you got? How much would you think they would be? The first three that come up are the same price, but yeah. Uh, 800 bucks. 500. 1600, these are. Fair yeah. enough. What's good the quality, though? What they're good quality. They're, they're Roland. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Fair enough. And right. purchase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give me your last, what's that numbers on the back of your credit card, Keith? Them three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's, uh, that's all I got for, uh, for those folks. We might move on to some chat action. Doc. Yep. There <laughs> oh. <laughs> you go, man. Right, oh. Yeah. We got so. a little chat watch jingle that'll come in there, so no rush. Chart watch. Chart watch. I'm the chart watch. I'm the chart watch. Yeah. All right, chart watch. So, yeah, big old Lady Godiva was up from number eight, as you said earlier. Number two was Winchester Cathedral. Um, up from number six. Then number three in, wasn't in the count last week at all, was Sorry by the Easy Beat. So, yeah, straight yeah, into number wasn't three. Wasn't in the top 40. Bang. Jeez. Not in the top 40, just gone bang. Um, then, yeah, Spicks and Specs at number four. Born a Woman, number five. Um, 
Needle in the Haystacks dropped from number three last week to number seven. Um, yeah, poor old Donovan. He went back to 21 last week. He's back up to 11, but I don't think he's uh, ever going to get the top four fella. Johnny Young? What's happening, Johnny? Where's Johnny? He has well and truly fallen off the cliff. He's gone from <laughs> one to 25, just. Oof. <sighs> wow. Yeah, but I'm not a... surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, yeah, so sorry at number three was a new entry. Then at number 10, if I was a carpenter, was um, Bobby Darren. He come in straight to number 10. <laughs> Classic tradies anthem. It's plumber yeah. by trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, number 13, I'm, I'm a boy, the who? That was straight. That was a brand new one. Have you seen your mother, baby, by the Rolling Stones at 21? New entry. Girl on a Swing by Jerry and the Pacemakers at number 22. Another another new one. Exciting so, yeah. week. On oh, a swing. She goes up. Yeah, Girl on a Swing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, what a song. Um, Holy Cow by Lee Dorsey comes in at number 31. New entry. Mm. But, yeah, there's there's. Is that your of- reaction or are you? Holy, holy cow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Um, They've changed yeah, the algorithm again, have they? I think so. There's heaps. Yeah. There is heaps of new ones this week. Um, a few of the old favourites still lurking about. Maddie Munro. Um, yeah, a few of them blokes. But yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, that's probably the the key ones to note there. I don't know. None of the other ones sort of stick out to be like, oh yeah, I know that song. Um, mm. All right. Very good. That's that's another week of charts. We'll uh, look forward to the next instalment. Play the damn song. All right. As always, at the end of the episode, we like to play the song. It's Lady Godiva this week, and I believe, Doc, you've got a vinyl and record player this time. Yes, t- Teddy, I have. What I um, After last time's effort, I was a bit uh, shattered that I couldn't play the record and jeffed it up, so went out. And um, bought yourself a record player. And I don't know whether you know the corner of my house, but um, yeah, the bloke threw in a fish tank with it. So I've put the fish tank in the corner, wow. record player, record player with it. So Great buy. That. So I filled it up, got a couple of fish. So I'm all, um, I'm all set. So I'll, um, okay, well, I'll throw her on. record player is oh, the main thing. So yeah, well done, good stuff. Very spin. What's oh, what's it doing? Oh, you fish! Oh, what? Have you dropped the whole thing in? Oh, fish! Uh, Jesus. Okay. Well, How am I going to explain don't this? Don't worry about it. He's um, He's in strong. I'm, I'm rooted. Okay, we'll call Doc after this. We'll wrap it up though. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll, we'll catch you next episode. I'm rooted. You're still here. Wow. Well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for every Aussie number one song ever on Facebook and Instagram. Or chuck us an email at everyoznno one at gmail.com. That's every A-U-S-N-O and the number one at gmail.com we would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists cheers
making making a podcast is like doing the dishes. We're washing the dishes at the moment, and then whoever dries them does the real cleaning. <laughs> oh. The editor. 